Hey guys, I'd like to welcome you for our 50th episode on the Impact Defense Podcast. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. In this episode, we do have a special guest and we are running just a little long. I hope you guys enjoy it though. Uh, We get a bit off topic. Um, Okay, we get very off topic, uh, but I hope you guys do enjoy the conversation. We'd like to take just a moment to thank our sponsor, Faith and Freedom Clothing. They've got some fantastic t-shirts. If you use the coupon code IMPACTDEFENSE, you can get 25% off of your purchase. But don't use it on your first purchase because on your first purchase, they give you 40% off. So yes, it is the 50th episode and we have a special guest, a good friend, former student of mine, Stephen. No, I don't like I think former should... student. I'm still like a student. I come back like once a year. All right, I'm and sorry. I, I trash talk all your students and, you know, we learn stuff. All right, that's cool. So, like, <laughs> so, like current, current belated, student. like, yeah, belated attendance. <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for the news portion of the podcast with your host, me. An off-duty police officer waiting to pick up her children from their school in Brazil. <laughs> yes, she. Oh. <laughs> in Brazil, shot an intruder who later it's died at the hospital. You're not supposed to ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bet they didn't put my pronouns in the news article, but okay. Okay. <laughs> She was waiting for her children outside of the school when a man dressed in shorts and a dark hooded sweatshirt charged towards her and other parents with a pistol in his right hand. She is seen uh, on footage from May. Oh, on footage from May 12th, drawing her own pistol and firing multiple shots, dropping the man to the pavement. She kicked away his weapon and trained her gun on him before he was transported to the local hospital where he was pronounced dead. On Sunday, she was thanked for her heroics with a bouquet of orchids, and um, (laughs) the governor of the city said, or she intervened against a young man who assaulted kids and their families with a gun. She was was off-duty, and she didn't have to do it. Congratulations to this military police officer. Congratulations to her husband and to all mothers of the state. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I've actually seen the video of that, and it's quick. If it's the same one. This is the lady in the pink shirt that just... Yeah, dude just comes rolling up with a gun, and she just, like, comes out of her purse and goes, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And he's down in front of a car. Yeah. Yeah. She's just... She's off-duty. The only people she's setting up court dates for is with Jesus. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I've I've seen that, too, and it's it's quick. The only thing I didn't like is that she just comes up and then kicks the gun, like, into the crowd, and it's like... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know those people same way I don't know that guy <laughs> that's true he may have friends you don't know yeah, that you, but you might want to pick okay. that up I'm convinced <laughs> that half of Brazil is off duty police officers and the other half I think just, it has to yeah. be yeah I'm, I'm relatively certain but you know then again you know if you just have basically alligators so accessible that you can use them as improvised weapons yeah. it's like, yeah. like I'd want a heavy police presence too <laughs> See, I tried to find one from America, but uh, see, the problem is the only stories that they tell, they do about, I was trying to find something that had to do with police officers because of our guest. Oh, okay. And, but the problem is the only stories that they report on that is like, you guys using tourniquets and things like that to save lives. And I'm going to be like, that's not a self-defense story. Yeah. 
So I don't think. I mean, it's a good thing. Yeah, tourniquets are important. Yeah. So what we didn't mention is that Stephen is a current student who just makes it here about once a year or so, and uh, belated attendance. Yes, and is a uh, a current also a uh, North Carolina police officer. So so yay for that. Yeah, and uh, this is. So it's pretty awesome. I like called up Steve and I said, "Hey, man, we're doing this podcast. We've been doing it, and we we need a, a good, fun podcast for our fiftieth episode. Uh, you want to come jump on?" And he's usually down for whatever. So he's like, "Yes," and I will bring all kinds of gear. So if you're watching this, because we have a video version of this as well, uh, you may see in the background uh, see guns, some guns, a few more guns. You'll see about four thousand dollars worth of crap. So <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I told him they so, would look really good on the podcast. Fun story. I got pulled over on the way over here. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was speeding. And it was by a, a guy that I went to the academy with. And he came up and the first thing I said was, I don't answer questions. <laughs> then he asked the question, what is with all the crap in your backseat? And I'm like, just doing hood rat stuff, man. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> And so he just let me go, and um, which is weird for a North Carolina state trooper. It doesn't happen very often, but um, you know, make friends with your troopers, folks. It's it's important. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know, go to the academy. You don't have to become a police officer, but you'll you'll probably run into those guys again. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to build rapport. It costs a couple thousand dollars, but it's a good way to build rapport if you don't like have a job and stuff. Yeah. So. Just, yeah. And depending on how much speeding you do, it could save you some money. I do all of it, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> moving on, what's the topic? Of <laughs> <laughs> so I, I we, have no idea what the topic of today is. That's right. The only person I actually told was Stephen. <laughs> So what we were going to talk about was just like training and real world training and then putting that training into real world context. So like we've all done training. So um, like, huh? I wasn't aware. You wasn't aware that you did training? (laughs) Yeah. So she's just been showing up and like sitting around and watching people hate each other. I thought this was new. So, okay. So, and you probably don't know this. They're both also like certified pistol instructors. I didn't know that. Yeah, I said you probably don't know this. Yeah, and rifle. Certified pistol and rifle instructor. So, yeah, we get around quite a bit with the training now. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So, I'm with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you need to have me come down for the next concealed carry handgun class you have and stuff like that. That's Saturday. I'm working Saturday. (laughs) I do it every month. And then, next time I do one of those integrated combatives things, you'll have to come. You would. I think we, we take a field trip to Walmart. Man, when all the magic happens. We go to Walmart. Walmart at like, itself is a we go to Walmart somewhere between nine and nine thirty mm-hmm. on a Friday night, mm-hmm. and everybody comes in and goes, like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because I wasn't there this Friday when he did it, but my husband and I were at Walmart just a couple hours before they went, and it was crazy. Like people were acting insane. <laughs> Well, yeah, and unfortunately, yes. but unfortunately, but like more, by nine thirty, more than usual, and it was crowded. Like people were going crazy, and I was just like, "Oh, they're going to have an interesting night." Well, I leave, and a couple hours later, they get there, and I was like, "How was Walmart last night?" And he goes, "It was really quiet. Like nothing happened." Yeah, it's the like, suckiest what? one we've done so far. Wait, did did so the Walmart open back up twenty four hours, hours here? Uh, 
I said, the I ones at home so. still shut off at like ten o'clock or something. Yeah, like I think there's. I think they close down at eleven. So I guess like it's you know everybody's got to go home and like tweak there instead of. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so we, we did this, but we did this back in April, and <laughs> in April I had a guy who's like he's he's very aware. Yeah. Like I thought this was gonna like. I doubted very seriously this was going to teach him a whole lot. He came out and goes, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jada saw somebody stealing, de- or, well, no, stealing deodorant. They used the editor and put it back on the, back and on the shelf. And then putting it back. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, I will never, and I was like, ever and now use deodorant or grab deodorant from yeah. the first. From yeah, you got to get again. deodorant like you get milk. You get it from the back. Yeah. I get them in two like, packets because they're wrapped in plastic. Uh, I ordered mine from Sam's online because they come in a nice box already pre-capped and everything. You know, it's just true. like sealed up. So, yeah. Especially after I hearing that. I just get that. a two-pack. So, but then... Um, Especially since my husband and I use the same deodorant. Kylie was, Kylie was walking around with uh, a, another lady and they got followed by some idiot. Uh, they're wearing impact defense apparel. They're getting followed by this guy. Three dudes and... These were not like super small dudes. We're following him, following the girls. They could be a biker gang, is what they look like. Pretty much. <laughs> but they're and it was, and he didn't realize he was being followed. <laughs> it was so we had like a lot of fun <laughs> the the last time we did it, but this time was just kind of like it's like, huh? It's just not nearly. You got to advance on the advancers. He's left, <laughs> left sleeping in the corner somewhere. Like. <laughs> But his unconscious body, his so, buddies will find him. He stick a little Apple Air tag in his pocket. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, training. Um, we're probably going to get off topic quite a bit. We've already discussed. I'm a bit ADD as it is, and tend to rabbit trail. And when I have a friend like Stephen, who is just as bad as me, there is no telling where our conversations may go. It's really so, not. Yeah. Uh, fault you invited me. So. I know. No, but I invited you with a purpose. I said. I told Jada and Kylie. I said. I. I I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite Steven because there's no way if I can get him down here for this that it will not be entertaining and fun. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Steven I, if, looks at the mic and goes, I'm entertaining. What? You better remember it. <laughs> now I'm going to find all your IP addresses. <laughs> Leave weird stuff in your mailbox. <laughs> Benefits of being a police officer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. I can't find an IP address. I'm not savvy. <laughs> like, but you got friends, right? Yeah, but I got friends that could probably do it. If I told them I was going to leave weird stuff in people's mailboxes, they'd probably go ahead and do it. For me, to be like, they're like, yeah, that's weird, but all right. <laughs> like, take pictures. Like, <laughs> like, who left this weak old hot dog in my mailbox? Like, it doesn't matter. All right. I, I keep looking at my coffee cup like it's going to magically make more. We can like, like we can small. No, it's fine. Like, <laughs> my aunt and but uncle. the fact that it's there, I just, we're gonna we're gonna need to like. I, I know this is why I have these big <laughs> coffee cups that I use. Yeah. So because I, I know it's kind of almost like never ending. So yeah. No, it's not. I usually drink I, two or three day, these a day. I quit drinking coffee at work and I started drinking Bang because it's basically just methamphetamine light. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, you feel it. Like, you, you drink it, and you feel like you can, you know, fight people and yeah. jump over stuff. And I definitely know I can't. But it's, you know, like, a, like, <laughs> like 
So if something's but, about to go down, do you like just throw back a bang really quick? Yeah, throw back a bang. It's like you know in Skyrim when you start getting low on health and you eat thirty cabbages. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing basically. It's like energy levels just boost. I just walk in and say weird stuff all day, and then yeah. take somebody to jail. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what I do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, training. Why did you do <laughs> I told you. I've already given the four warnings. This is going to be rabbit trails all over the place. All right. So, <laughs> what is... Let's do this. Let's all do this. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Best training experience. What, what was your, like, your best, like, I did this thing, and it was freaking awesome, and, you know, whatever. Um. It really just depends on and, and what context. In general, I think one of the things that has helped me the most is less of a training experience and like for competition and stuff like that. And like, you know, that stress inoculation and stuff like yeah. that. And well, I didn't realize how much that actually helps you until yeah. like, you know, the blue lights and sirens come on and that's like time to go. And you're like, oh, and then you're like, why am I comfortable? Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you just kind of get used to Right, but let's, let's stick with training for just a moment. Um, training okay. for handgun, especially um, Taps Pistol by Pat McNamara. Mm-hmm. He trains in Sanford. He's like a 22 year Special Forces dude, 14 in Delta, probably killed more people in cancer. Yeah. Like, really, really cool guy. Um, does a thing. He's got a couple books out for people that like to read. If I don't know if that's a thing. I know you like to read. Can I like you to read, read yet? Um, but he has a sentinel which is one of the probably one of the best books on mindset and preparedness okay um that i've ever read and taps which is just uh tactical applications of practical shooting um so either way taps pistol i came there an okay shooter and i left a significantly better one yeah like a noticeably better shooter and um just you know fundamentals much crisper you know everything was was ironed out by the end of that class it's so noticeably and it's carried with me for years and i'm also taking that that class or variation of it like four times so it helps mm-hmm. yeah i'll say i've given pat a, a good amount of money it's a good dude too yeah he's a good guy so north carolina area you should go train with pat mcnamara he's a he's a bad dude yeah <laughs> kylie <laughs> best training experience i liked the integrated combatives so you know what she just did? Hmm. She she just sucked up because I'm the one that taught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've already got all the browning points. The band made you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. No, it was fun to watch her through that, you yeah. know, because there's all these, like, for the most part, like, she and Jada and everybody else in that one that they did was, like, grown. Uh, so, and they were, you know, doing shooting and fighting and grappling and knives and all the fun it stuff. Like fun. It, it's just fun. It's fun. Level one is just like foundation for everything. Yeah. I'm teaching level one and level two in the spring next year, both of them. Okay. That's, yeah. Let me know the dates I'll put in vacation for those days. Make sure I can make it down here. Yeah. Jada? I don't know. It was, I don't know how you would qualify best training experience, but for me, like the most eye opening one was when um, I first joined the adult class instead of the kids' classes and we started doing gun defense. And I got to see how that actually works. But I think it was just the first time my adrenaline hit differently in in a training experience yeah. in here. Because... That's true. I just assume you quit feeding her if she said you. But like... 
Well, everybody just thinks she's my daughter, so there's that. Well, like, I enjoyed going to the pistol training and everything, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't my best training. And I get it. Y'all guys, you guys haven't trained with him as much as I have. So, uh, Tim Gordon, and he's up in the Hudson, Lenore kind of area. Okay. Um, Former. Sorry, Tim, if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway. Anyway, so we were up there. I, I went up there to train him. He was a like former small arms instructor for SEALs Team Two and Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired in two thousand four as a SEAL himself, and yeah. uh, another just just bad dude. And mm-hmm. kind of similar situation. My shooting went from yeah, I'm a pretty decent shooter to holy crap. You know, I'm like, and it makes a difference in the people that that like you don't know what you don't know. And you kind of have to realize that you don't know stuff to go take training because, yes. as far as as far as I'm concerned, for dudes especially, like every dude thinks that they can fight, thinks they can shoot, thinks they can drive, and thinks they can do bedroom stuff. And most of the time, <laughs> they can maybe do one of those things well. Like, but every dude's ego tells them they can do that stuff. But if you've never taken like like def- like serious defensive driving classes where you're having to cut tight corners and like you know drive fast and chase people and stuff like that. You never done it, and even I like know. yeah, and even like low level stuff. You don't know if you can drive or not, like you know, yeah. and even just stuff they do for standard police officers. People are like wrecking cones. There was a kid I didn't like in the academy, and he was setting up cones, and I was wrecking cones on purpose. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I failed a whole portion of it because I was just like, they were like, why'd you hit all those cones? And I was like, I really didn't like that kid. I wanted to see him put them back up, and I know I got a second shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it nice? No. Is it funny? Yeah. (laughs) They thought it was funny, too. Um, Like most people, if you've never taken a legitimate shooting course from somebody who's really, like, like a high-level dude... Yeah, you probably don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you can go, you know, you can hit Grandpa's pop can sitting on the fence and stuff like that. But like, you know, yeah, I have have guys like incredible marksmen come through my class. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then the moment I start teaching them like to run and shoot mm-hmm. and do different things like that, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is a completely different." World. For me, like at the timer, like people, mm-hmm. you know, people yeah. who are good with like the timer, if you know they're just sitting there on the range, you know, you can skin that smoke like an out and get to it and whatever else, and you know, especially dudes that are like come up in cities with like indoor ranges where they're like one shot per second, <laughs> you know, so you never get to like fire fast. So if you get a fire, you know, three rounds for time, first off hearing that beep gives you like, it's just the sound of a little bit of poop coming out. I don't, yeah. like, I don't know why it like freaks everybody out and then it's, you know, but eventually you're like the beep becomes, okay, I can now begin. Yeah. You know, and so that's when you start seeing the improvement. It's like an allowance rather than, you know. You have to start right now. Like. Yeah. Level one is what I just taught. And I had guys just like starting walking forward and shooting while moving forward and, and like working double taps and, and different mm-hmm. things like that and kind of getting used to like holding that gun in such a way where you can shoot very quickly and stay on target. And uh, guys were like, I, I've never, ever, ever done this. Um, one guy, probably my favorite, I had this dude who was a Marine. And I'll go ahead and apologize to every Marine that ever hears this. For the uh, record, it's their birthday, so you got to be careful with their words. Or they're going to come in here and, like, you know, be chewing crap. Tomorrow, today? And, yeah, today. Well, it doesn't matter. This won't come out to Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> For all the Marines out there, it's it's their birthday today. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Well, this guy calls me up. He's from Georgia. He says, all right, I want to come take your class. He wanted to get, like, as far as 
and I'm not as far as NRA is considered, like there's nothing higher defensive shooting than yeah. I than what I've done. Right. Um and I'm he wanted to take their highest level. And I'm like, all right, dude. So I'm talking to him. He's in Georgia and I'm like, okay, so you're gonna have to shoot under time, you have to draw, you have to clear my functions, everything's under time, it's all this stuff. And he's like his words were, I can shoot anything from two feet to two miles away. I said, Oh, okay. Cool. And we <laughs> You don't have to shoot two miles, bro. Like, <laughs> and we're we're sitting there and we're continuing our conversation and everything. And um <clears throat> So I call him back up. I don't remember what it was. He did something. Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, I call him back up and said something. He goes, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I can shoot anything from two feet to two miles away. I'll be fine. I was all right. So he gets here that morning, and uh, it's like 80 rounds or so. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere from three yards to 15 yards away. And it's all under stress and time. And you're shooting on a timer. And he sits there, and he failed over and over and over again. And I showed him, like, okay, you failed because you missed. You can't miss the target in 80 rounds at all. Yeah. If you miss that silhouette, you're done. You're out. And uh, and my my end was just the class he has to take before he go get certified to do it. And I'm saying, okay, no, you failed there. You failed there. You had too many shots in the D zone. You failed there. And he was like – and he looked at me and he goes, I've never shot under a timer before. I've never shot – he told me, says, I've never shot – like, having to draw and shoot. I'm like – you can shoot anything from two feet to two miles away. <laughs> but yeah, but I already have the gun out. It's different. I already have my gun out and I have five minutes per shot, man. Come yeah, on. Like, so. Yeah, and um, so I took a uh, like a fast and accurate. It's a rifle and handgun course. It was at a point blank, but um, now the guy that's doing it, it's, I think it's Richardson Defense Training, Daniel Richardson. Mm. Um, good dude, buddy of mine. Um, okay. He's got a class him. coming up. He's got a class coming up with Larry Vickers and stuff. Yeah. I think sometime next year. Yeah, really yeah, definitely heard Larry Vickers. Really cool dude. Yeah, um, but Daniel's such a good shooter. Like it almost makes you sick to watch. Yeah, he is the guy that guys. he is the makes guy with like single hand on a B eight bulls target at fifty yards, and he will like yeah, and he'll like silver dollar it. And so you know you walk up to it and you're like yeah hey I hit the paper and he's like <laughs> hey yeah I chewed a hole right here check this out. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to go play with the other kids. <laughs> so, and I don't think I've told this one on the podcast. I was talking to a guy. It was When I was starting, I was a brand-new pistol instructor. Yeah. And I was sitting there talking to the guy that's the head over the the education part mm-hmm. of the North Carolina Department of Justice, like, um, um, like for the concealed carry program and stuff like that. He's head of the education. And I was talking to him, and I was like, yeah. So he's a professional shooter. I was like, so what's your, like, like what your favorite like drill for accuracy and stuff like that. He goes, Oh, it's the hieroglyphic drill. I said, never heard of it. He said, take a blank piece of cardboard, stand uh, seven yards away. So 21 feet and shoot anywhere on the cardboard. I thought, I mean, I'm, we're good so far. And he says, then you, your next shot has to shoot and touch the bullet hole from your last one. Mm-hmm. And he says, and then the next one has to touch the other two. And then so on. I was like, no, we're done talking. I'm going to go back over yeah, here like, and talk to these guys. <laughs> like, uh, we, we are in two completely different leagues. So, yeah. Putting some of our training to use in any way whatsoever, uh, let's let's start over here. Since you're not seeing a whole lot, and, uh, you know, to keep Stephen from pushing you out of the chair. Uh, I'll say it's backwards next time. I'm, it, it, honestly, where she's sitting right now would be super simple to push her right now. Just like... <laughs> Oh. It's a good thing that's padded. 
And this is why Steven is so much fun. Because so many people in here haven't known me as long and hasn't known her as long. And they're always like, maybe I shouldn't do something to her because it might make you mad. Steven's like, nah, nah he'll get a laugh out of this and throw it out. <laughs> I might do it to you. So anyway, putting yeah. training to use. I mean, then again, I've also almost known you 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah. How old were you when you started? You like 11 or something like that. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Oh, yeah. 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 How old are you right now? 25. 25, yeah. <laughs> All right. Using some of your training. Okay, well, I've used awareness before. Use awareness. Yeah, I mean. Well, there was this one time that I was at my grandmother's house, and this guy came up to the door, and Grandma signaled me to come over here. She said, watch my back. So... I was leaning against the wall, and I was just staring this guy down. And while I was staring this guy down, his eyes would lock on mine, and then go back to Grandma. And he was talking about really weird stuff. Anyway, and so in my mind, I was thinking like, made Julie really mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? Made she Julie she really opened mad. the door, the screen door. She opened the screen door <laughs> to talk to her. Yeah. To him. Yeah. She got a lecture from my wife. Yes. Yeah. After this was all over. I imagine like, she did. It's like, what the freak? Mom, you don't know who this guy is? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I was thinking through my head, now, what could happen if he goes comes in the door? And then I look down, and there's a chair. So, I'm thinking in my head, I could use the chair to push him back down the stairs, and hopefully he'll fall. <laughs> And go away. Yeah, in moments like that, I feel really proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so but, if he starts coming up the steps, we're going to shove him right back down with the chair. I'm going to hit him with the chair. It's <laughs> like, that's my girl. <laughs> anyway, I did have to do that. The guy ended up going the opposite way that my grandma told him to, but it's fine. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very, very sketchy situation. Yes. So, yeah. She and said some really weird things. She was at least not inviting. She was at least mm-hmm. like, oh, come on inside or anything like that. I but yeah, mean, have a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jill was like, Mom, what are you doing? So. Meanwhile, Kylie's behind her, planning to hit him with a chair. So if he comes in. Like, yeah. I'm just like, what do you want? <laughs> we ain't got that. <laughs> Go. <laughs> right. It was exactly like that. <laughs> Go and get. <laughs> then again, I don't like my neighbors. We have like we have these crazy crackhead. Neighbors. I like some of my neighbors. I like my neighbors because anytime a new vehicle enters our driveway, like any vehicle that they have never seen before, they call us. Just like you know these people because they're in your driveway, <laughs> and we're just like, yes, that's such and such, or no, we don't know that vehicle. They're like, we'll watch them. I like nosy neighbors, you know, like they're cool and stuff. But like one of them, he's a uh, retired officer, but he's never at home, so it's like you know he's off doing hood rat stuff. I don't really know what he does. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him like once. He leaves his dog outside all the time, so I like walk over there and play with his dog. But like other than that, that's pretty much it. Like he's just like this poor old fat lab that's just waddling <laughs> around everywhere. So I let Odin go run around there with him and stuff because you know, he ain't got nothing better to do. What's he gonna do? Leave. And uh, so uh, you know, so and then the neighbors just across the street, they're. Uh, what we call Mexican Americans. Hey, we yeah. got some of those across the street. Yeah, diagonally as well. Yeah, yeah, they are proponents of modern chemistry, is what yeah. they are. And uh, so you know, they're always down there tweaking and stuff. And it's one in particular. And I find out when she's in jail, we ain't got those kinds of problems. 
But Same when, here. <laughs> yeah, but when she's out, I guess like she trades on prescriptions or something to like mow the lawn or whatever else. And they live in this like kind of oh, it almost looks like an aircraft carrier. Really, it is like what it looks like, okay. like a cheap one, but where it's like domes over at the top and it's yeah. got the slab sides. So they used to live in this single wide that was condemned, and then they told That's them they, what yeah. ours live in right now. Actually, yeah. and they couldn't. <laughs> they got told wide. they couldn't live there anymore, so they went and found like an RV and pulled it in there, and they run a generator out of it, and that's where like five <laughs> people live. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious because that is so similar to the story except that it is a condemned uh, trailer they won't turn the, the power onto it or anything like that because it's condemned and they run a generator to, to keep power on yeah and they just get power. in there and tote Terry's turbo crystals and yeah. light bulbs and stuff it's their favorite yeah, yeah. no thankfully our neighbors are much better there was this one time <laughs> most of our neighbors are great we just have that like one mm-hmm. set that everybody around wants them to leave <laughs> Well, there's that, yeah. like, Read Across America day, you know, and everyone at this homeschool club that I used to go to would dress up as the Dr. Seuss characters, and my dad went full-on decked out as the cat in the hat. Well, my dad's an eccentric being, and so about a mile about a mile away from our house, he's like, let me out of the car. He's like, I'm going to walk home dressed as the cat in the hat. <laughs> so we let him out, we drive home, we pull in, and so 30 minutes later... He starts coming up into our driveway as the cat in the hat. Immediately our phone rings. I'm like, I bet that's the neighbors. And they're like, you guys know the cat in the hat? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that's that's dad. They're like, okay. Yeah, sure. I've been like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike Myers? Yeah. Like, has he got the baseball bat? Like, yeah, but no, we don't know that guy. Wait, so we're talking about using our train. <laughs> we were talking about using the train, and then we got off on yeah, other fun things. Yeah. No, mine has okay. mostly been just the creating barriers and stuff and keeping personal space to avoid really having to have an altercation. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure Stephen's situations are much more interesting. Well, you know, the fact that he chose a career that's going to put him in the situations that he's, yeah. he can't avoid them. You know? Yeah, no, you really can't. Um, uh, yeah. I was like, most of it is just like how you learn to talk to people. Um yeah, there's a there's a book by Dr. Thompson called Verbal Judo, mm-hmm. which is yeah, which is really uh really solid. Um, and Doc Rhino is a cool guy, but you know, so like I, I read that, and I kind of realized how to kind of take control of the conversations mm-hmm. and stuff like that again, and it's just pretty neat. And most of the time, about ninety percent of it's how you talk to people. Yeah, like you know, I'll have like my F, my original FTO was um a big old bag of douche, and uh, is that fine to say? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. I'll say I think that fits in PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, and so I ended up in more fights and chases and stuff like that because this guy would just show up and like you know just I'm the law and just you know and like being there and telling people to shut up and like whatever else and it's like yeah, I've told people to shut up before. Sometimes they got to know to shut up, but usually you try and lay it on a little nicer than that, like you know. <laughs> You kind of I want to I want to give them the idea of shutting up <laughs> without letting them know that like you know like I you want, want it to, to be I their to, idea yeah I want them to think it's like their own idea to just shut their mouth and go sit in the corner and like, <laughs> and like not be a problem but you know but I'm not gonna be like shut up all the time you know and so we ended up in stuff all the time. Because he's like, oh, I'm just a big old magnet. And I'm like, no, you're a jerk, bro. (laughs) Because you suck. (laughs) You know, he's fun to work with, though. (laughs) Always made things interesting. Yeah, you're into stuff. And I'll be like, you're doing paperwork for this, bro, because that wasn't my fault. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, not it. (laughs) 
you know, and then you work with people who are really, you know, like more passive. And those are the guys like, you know, that have been around for a while and like been in the fights and been like beat up before <laughs> and, you know, or just been somewhere where they have no backup and you have to talk to these people. Yeah. You know, those are the people that I like to work with because it's generally you get your desired result and you don't have to like, you know, tackle anybody and break your stuff and, you know, you have to like tear pants and then you have to write like all these emails to get new pants and stuff like that. <laughs> and, you know, and you have to remind the office manager five times and like, you, know, you tell the sergeant and he forgets because he got blown up in my rack and he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm talking about you if you can hear this. <laughs> no, but it's like it's really it's you know it sounds like I'm, I'm complaining. I'm really not. It's it's great, but like you know, and they always give me the stuff that I need and all that. But like you know, it's easier to talk to people, and I'll generally take that extra five minutes. So like the, my first one was was really like you know all the time, and then the second one was like the lieutenant of patrol at the time, and he would like stand there and with people for an hour to like go and do what you want to do. I'm not that guy. I'm somewhere that in between. Guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm somewhere in between. I'll give you a couple extra minutes, but if we're not going it, we're we gonna go. <laughs> like I got I got better stuff to do than stand here and talk to you. Like <laughs> we gonna some like we gonna figure this out some way. We're gonna do it right now. Like, and uh I'm just nice about it. So like one of the verbal judo things is actually um you know, and people are, are taking over a conversation, kind of like I am right now, and you know, just not letting anybody else talk. You're good. No, <laughs> I can jump you're in anytime. You're, yeah. you're here to do. But uh, so, I'm, yeah. I'm used to. You. I don't mind taking over if I want to. So you're good. Yeah. So uh, it's actually like paraphrasing for people. I don't know if you've tried this when people are just like talking and freaking out and going nuts, and they're like, you know, trying to tell you about what happened, and you're like, hang on, wait, but let me make sure I got this right. You know, can I yeah. can I just paraphrase this? So and then just like, okay, so like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, right? Right. Okay. Cool. So this is here are your options, and now they're like, oh, okay, I need to shut up because he's going to tell me what I said. I was really interested in what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love hearing me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is you know. true, and I, I can't say that I've ever like done that. Mm -hmm. I've been in some situations where I've had to like talk myself, and like um, where I used to work, and I know I've told the story where um, I had to go find uh, my coworker. He chased down somebody that, and two people come out from a house, mm -hmm. and. Um, I mean, they were just lots of things they said to us that I can't say on the podcast. Um, and as soon as I get out of my truck, I find them. As soon as I get out of my truck, the first thing my friend does is says, all right, now go ahead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not, this, is, this is not what I yeah, expected. Not the introduction. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, and then it was just a whole bunch of like trying to get my friend to shut up and trying to get them to calm down so mm -hmm. I can get him out of there. Yeah, uh, that is like the we caught you stealing equivalent of it's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done the paraphrasing thing with I another like adult though. before, but I do it with kids in class all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like on with the uh, on with the situational awareness stuff. Um, which I mean, it, this story comes from a bad decision on my part because I grew up in that area and like I, I know what's there, but I also needed gas, so it was my fault for letting my car run out of gas. But um, either way, gaslight comes on. I stop off in Winston off Akron, right? So I'm like, whoo, yeah. So we in the hood. Like, so, uh, so you know, I just kind of whip up. I think it's like that Sitco gas station down there. And either way, it's like. 10 o'clock at night, just perfect primo crackhead hours. They just woke up. 
you know, they're off tweaking through the streets, you know, looking for quarters and couch cushions and stuff that are left on the side of the road so they can get their fix for the day. And uh, so, yeah, I'm in there, and I'm like, you know, I walk in to pay for my gas, and I come back out, and the guy's like, hey, help me with a dollar. I don't know what that means. I'm like, do you need me to pick up a dollar? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you drop like, it and can't bend over? Yeah, right? like, are you, you good? And he's like, hey, man, help me with a dollar. Let me get a – he's like, or uh, he's like, help me with a dollar. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. And he's like – Hey, man, let me get black and mild. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. I was like, you can go and ask him for it. And I was like, I, I don't have any to start with. Like, <laughs> like I don't smoke black and milds. I respect <laughs> myself. And, uh, <laughs> so I walk to the car, and I pump the gas. I get in the car, lock the doors, you know, just standard procedure. Get in, boom, lock the door. And I, you know, pick up my phone, answer a text. And dude goes, pulls my door handle. First off, No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. So this goes back to a good general safety rule. Get in your vehicle, lock your freaking doors the moment you get in your vehicle, especially if you're in a situation like that. Yeah, and if that's... location before you pull out your phone. Yeah. And if that's rule one, rule two is stay strapped or get clapped. That's the next thing that happened. As he sees gun through my window and then probably some things I can't say here. And uh, so he's like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like... And like you know, so I was, I'm like yelling on the inside of the car. I'm just making sure he can hear me. And, uh, so you know, and he like kind of like backs up and walks off. And you know, so I'm like, tactical. I've still got my gun out. I'm like, you know, high ready, you know, like, moving through. And I throw the like, you know, I put it back in because I don't want anybody else to come and like steal gas because I'm not like. So I put it back because I'm not a heathen. Like shut my gas cap, get back in my car, and then reholster and drive off. But. Don't stop for gas in the hood. And if you do stop for gas in the hood, lock your doors. <laughs> just, I'm just curious if I bought that guy black and mild if he'd left or if he was just like, bet this guy's got money. I'm going to try and rob him. Yeah. But I don't really know what his plan was for like sitting down in my car, but I really wasn't trying to figure it out. <laughs> you remember Lewis. Lewis and I were off somewhere and kind of a similar situation we were right in the middle of the hood we kind of yeah. and we were driving off and this was before like gps was on everybody's phone and we were we were riding around for a some type of i don't remember if it was for a fight that somebody was doing or if it was for uh whatever but we were down in the middle of the hood but you were with lewis so something hood rap was going to happen eventually anyway <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh we're yeah we're riding around and we pull out and are pulling this place in the middle of the hood sunny gas and i go into this place and as I'm going in, there's this guy, he's obviously messed up already. And he's like, hey, man, hey, can I, can I get a dollar? Can I get a dollar? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I'm just trying to be nice. I'm just going to hand him a dollar and send him on his way. And I give him a dollar. And we head on in. We buy whatever we're buying. I give the guy some money for cash. I come back out. Same dude comes back around like he had not seen me before and starts in. And Lewis just jumps in and says, He's, he already gave you money, you crackhead. <laughs> He's, get your butt on down the road. <laughs> it's like, well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, and they'll just like walk up, try and invade your space, and you're like, nah. Yeah, like, and I, also, I always keep everybody at a distance, but you know. I've been I'm blessed not to be right near my car where I could just open the door, get in, lock the door, and drive away as they're trying to walk to me. Yeah, but, so. you know, I, I've always been one of those people who's like, I, I generally, not always, and it depends on the situation, sometimes I will give somebody a little bit of money. Yeah. Okay? Because uh, you never know. I mean, the person might, and the fact of the matter, what I've said many times is, because my wife will get on to me a lot for that, 
But, you know, I was sitting there going, like, that person may really actually need it. Um, and then if they have shown, if, if I don't know, I will generally give them a little money. But if they have shown me in a ways where it's like, oh, no, you're you're messed up. I'm not. Then, you know, I'll just don't yeah. know. This guy wasn't sure about it first. The second time around, though, it was really obvious. You know, so I just like, eh, I'm going to let Lewis scream at him a little bit. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just like, keep your distance, you know. Keep my awareness up, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of money. But you know, this is my where I work part time. I work for a company, police department part time, and you know, we're down in Charlotte, and uh, so I'm like in uniform, you know, and I'm no, I'm down no, there. I'm, I'm working. There's this little circle K, and it's like you know, for whatever reason, that's Crackhead Central. Everything around it's kind of nice. Like it's it's not bad. It's like close to downtown Charlotte. But like this one Circle K, like uh, like my buddy uh, Rivera and this other dude, I mean they got a shooting down there and he ends up smoking this kid and it's a, it's a gang shooting between two people and they just happen to have been like sitting there and uh, so you know they're like boom and they're shooting and then one dude turns and points his gun at them and he's like uh uh-uh. uh and so he smokes him and you know they pulled three slugs out of that dude's back he shot him in the front pulled three slugs out of that dude's back and he lived so you just really can't kill a cockroach but either way (laughs) (laughs) oh but either way so like I'm in this this kind of rough gas station and you know but it's like it's nice enough. It's it's a newish, but you know, there's homeless people sleeping outside and whatever in it. But it's Charlotte, so it's, it's newish in a bad area. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got um, you. so you know, so I'm standing there and I'm talking to the, the girl at the counter and I'm getting some stuff. And this dude just walks right up to me like girlfriend close, and I'm like, bro, you need to back up. And I put my hand on his chest, and he's like, don't put my, don't put your hands on me. And I'm about, I'm about to put more of my hands on you. <laughs> back up. And he's like, all right, all right. And let me get a dollar though. And I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was like, how are you going to start like that and then ask me for a dollar? And he's like, man, just let me get a dollar. And I'm like, no. And he's like, F the police. And I'm like, I'm like bro. <laughs> like, it's just no courtesy. Like, you know, you like walk up on me. I don't know you. If he was like my buddy or something and he wanted to come mess with me, whatever. That's yeah. fine. But like, but I'm over here and I'm about to throw hands on a circle K that like isn't even technically in my jurisdiction at this point. Like, like when I wanted to bang and like, and he comes walking up to me, I got no caffeine in my system. I'm kind of pissed off because I'm working all the time. And like, like you just going to walk up on me and then like, then ask me for a dollar? No. Like, yeah. I put my hand on the side. I was like, bro, you need to back up. He's like, don't put your hands on me. And I'm like, better put more of my hands on you. Ah. Like, we're about to go round. So like, like, I'm like, I'm a hood booger too. I'm like, you come down here, I'll, I'll fight in a circle, okay? I don't care. It's not okay. Like, I, I agree. You know, it's just the whole thing about personal space, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you want to ask me from across the parking lot? I might give you a dollar. <laughs> You know, but it's like he didn't come up and breathe on me. <laughs> like, yeah, we are. We always talk about like how how close do you let people get and everything. You know, kids and adults is probably like completely different, but like and it just depends. You know, it's going to depend on how big that person is compared to you know. You might I need a little more chances. distance. I roll my window up and drive away, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds rude, but really they shouldn't be coming close to someone. It's all good. COVID yeah. has been like my favorite thing for that I, because for whatever what reason, like you know, and especially kind of small town places, people won't, like come up close to you. And I don't like people anyway. So it's like, you know, and they're like, I'm like, bro, COVID, and back up. Like, <laughs> six feet, dog. Although it is. <laughs> I don't. 
don't know. My assumption was I haven't been super bothered about that since COVID started. I was like, are crackheads afraid that I'm going to give them COVID if they come up and ask me for money? See, the thing I don't get with crackheads is <laughs> like, like, I'm going to be the thing that kills them. <laughs> the thing I don't get about crackheads is like, they're the first ones to walk down the street outside by themselves with a mask on. <laughs> But you smoke crack. <laughs> like, and he's just like, oh, where'd this pipe come from? Your butt? Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to spark this up real quick. Like, no, it's not okay. Like, But they're like, don't breathe on me, bro. Get me COVID. I don't know if there's like a smoker's lung for crack. I think that's just called dead. But like, like but yeah, like just... You're going to smoke out of a broken crack pipe from somebody's butthole, but you're not going to let them breathe on you. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> I think Kylie's sitting over there going, what have I gotten myself into? Pretty much. <laughs> all right, guys. I know we got really off topic and all that. Uh, I really do hope you enjoyed it, though. If you are looking for any kind of self-defense tool that is not you know, a gun or something like that, check out theatomicbear.com. Uh, you can use the coupon code impact defense, gets you 20% off of any of their tactical pins, knives, or anything they have to offer. Don't forget to leave this podcast a five star rating and write a review. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you in the next podcast. Stay safe, stay alert and bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the impact defense podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.